Welcome to episode 490 of Troubadours and Rockon Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. On this week's episode, we feature a bombastic conversation with our oldest regular contributor. And I don't mean by age, but the amount of time he's been sharing his insight with us. Writer, satirist, baseball fan, and good friend, Bruno Milo. We talk with Bruno about summertime, autumn, baseball, Dr. Oz, the coming elections, video games and movies, Cab, the Supreme Court's decision on abortion, the Constitution, and being unemployed. A fantastic conversation with Bruno Milo this go-round. We have an EWSA titled Professional, and we share some compelling facts and figures from Harper's Magazine, its 2022 September edition, Harper's Index. We share a poem called Olive Groves, and of course, all of this is infused, imbued with the wonderful energy of several great tunes. It is so nice to be with you. Let's get to it then. Episode 490 of Troubadours and Rock On Tours.
professional. About towels. The fight was about towels, hanging them up over a doorway after using them. We do not have enough to go round and round and round each day of each week of each year. It is autumn now, and we won't need as many. Not as many showers as it becomes cooler outside. Mums, purple, yellow, burgundy, set in front yards throughout the towns in this young county. Halloween decorations and devices positioned on porches, in windows, way too early. Adolescent adults abound. I am an angry curmudgeon, unfound. The soul-stealers avoid this chap. There is this person I know. She is a professional at coming across as a professional. Such an approach cannot be too good for one's soul. I have a good friend. He likes grass a lot. Actually, I have quite a number of friends who like grass a lot. Is that good for the soul? It's interesting, the dichotomy I just constructed. The soulless professional and the seemingly soulful smokers of weed. Oh, how simple my understanding of who we are is. The breeze is chilling and the trees are dancing. I stand betwixt the ground and what is all around and look into the sky, this spinning lullaby.
just fine, thank you. Milo, is that you? It is, my old friend, E.W. Yes, we are old friends. We're old and we're friends. True, true that. <laughs> true that. It's so nice to have you back on Troubadours and Rock on Tours, one of the originals, one of the OGs, the <laughs> original gangsters for sure, on this program. And um, he, among other things, is a writer, a satirist, and a baseball fan. And we're going to talk about uh, several interesting topics today. Um, how are things going before we get started? Last day of summer we're talking. It's uh, September 21st in the evening, and uh, tomorrow's the first day of autumn, autumn autumnal equinox. How you feel? How was your summer? I cannot complain at all. It's probably my favorite season. I am... A uh, little bit of melancholy, uh, but it was a very good summer as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I like the heat. I feel that's the way summer should be. Uh, and we did have a hot one, and we had very little rain. I really didn't have a problem with that. Uh, we're going to make up for it, I think. So uh, overall, it was a great summer. I have no complaints, really. Great. And you're looking forward to uh, autumn or no? Well, yes, I like autumn. The first couple of weeks are usually fairly warm. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully that'll happen. But yeah, I have no problem. I have no control over it as any of us do. So, uh, well, yeah, Cab, seasons, Cab does. Cab can control the weather and the seasons. Well, he likes to think so. Our friend That's Cab. Why he's, it's always raining on him. So, <laughs> Our friend Cab, ladies and gentlemen. You have to know him to appreciate him. Uh, he's a wonderful character. Yeah, uh, actually, he has a segment on our show too. He goes by Travis Ignatowski. He'll be coming up in a few weeks. Um, so yeah, you can't control the weather. We live in a place where we have beautiful seasons, and I I love them too. Uh, and um, 
it's a good season for baseball, you know, right now, too. Yes. You know, we'll get into playoff ball soon. And also some historic stuff going on, right? I suppose, yeah. Um, two guys, I guess you could say. Of course, Aaron Judge is getting a lot of publicity. Uh, but in the National League, Paul Goldschmidt also has a chance for the Triple Crown. So that would be interesting. I don't think it'll happen. But if two people won the Triple Crown in the same year, that would be... I don't know if that's ever happened. It probably has, but uh, that would be pretty interesting. And and uh, so each league, the American League and the National League, they could win... They can have a player achieve the Triple Crown separately. Yes. So can. it's not just one for the MLB. No. And uh, the Triple Crown, if there's anyone who doesn't know, is leading the league in batting average, home runs, and RBI, so... Um, and it's not an easy feat, as anyone who watches baseball knows. So, And it's impressive. Uh, so, yeah, what Aaron Judge is doing is incredible. There's no doubt about it. So we'll see. Yeah. I think he's going to hit about 65 home runs. That's my prediction. And that'll be the American League record. Is that right? I guess, yes. I think 60, right, or 61. Maris. I think Maris is the record. So, Yeah. Yeah, what do you think about, you know, going to who Barry Bonds has the record now, right? The overall Major League Baseball home run record we're talking about. Uh and he play he I guess he he uh achieved that when he was in the National League uh playing. Uh, so but still it's it's the most for either league. Do you think that's tainted because he, you know, his head was getting bigger as he was doing it because of the drugs he was taking? His feet were getting bigger as he was uh, doing it because of the drugs he was taking. Do I think Barry Bonds cheated? Yes, I think Barry Bonds cheated. Is the record tainted for me? To tell you the truth, no. I think everybody, there's a lot of cheating going on in baseball. I've said it to you before uh, that I believe cheating is part of baseball, whether people like it or not. Uh, It's gone on for as long as baseball has existed. Cheating in the game has existed. So uh, it hasn't stopped. There's still people being uh, suspended now. The most famous one is uh, the man from San Diego, Tatis. Uh, he was suspended for half a year. So people are still doing it. They come up with excuses. To me, Barry Bonds, to me, is a tragic case. Uh, he really is. That may sound strange, but he's a man who would have been in the Hall of Fame if he had never touched a steroid. Uh we would never be talking about him not being in the Hall of Fame. So it's very sad. I don't know how much it means to him. And, I mean, there are sadder things in the world that happen. But it, in its own small way, it's a tragedy. So. Yeah. You think he just got wrapped up in it? Do you feel bad well, for him? It's hard to feel bad for him because he's got so much. But uh, I will say that, in a way, I think what I read about it when I was going on, he – is a little insecure, it's been said. He doesn't get along with the press well. Uh, he's very sensitive. And one thing I read about this was he was jealous of the attention that Sammy Sosha and Mark McGuire were getting for all the home runs. And as a player, they were neither one of them was as good as Barry Bonds. So right. uh, that being said, that's what I read. So I'd, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But it makes a little bit of sense. Uh, if that's true, that we're all human beings. So I guess no matter how much you think you have or don't have, it's all in your mind. So, or a lot of well, it anyway. And 
Well, we're all human beings again, except for Cab. That's well, yes, that goes without saying. Yeah, you know. Uh, now, the the other question, in an historical perspective, I guess, we'll stick with baseball for a bit. Um, do you look at baseball as a lot of people like to, you know, look at it as as something that is uniquely American? That's always for a long time, not always, but for a long time, has been alongside of us through good and bad uh, and such. Do do you um, mythologize it and, and sort of cornball it up in that way too, or is is that too much in your opinion? Well, I don't wrap it in the flag or anything, but yeah, I do. Uh, I appreciate the history of baseball and i'm no george will or i don't know every aspect of it but uh yes i appreciate the history of baseball the tradition in baseball uh, so like i said as far i don't think about the nationality for me i don't think about it when i'm watching i don't think about it being an american game no you just like the game now what do you think about some of the new rules they're going to be putting into place and you know <laughs> making the bases bigger right uh, a pitch, a clock for the pitcher and batter, uh, things like that. That'll be starting, I guess, in 2023. What do you think of those new rules? Well, I think, you know, I don't like uh, the clock. I don't like it at all. I'll say we went to a game a couple weeks ago together. Uh, we can't, uh, there were 19 runs scored in that game. I don't know how many hits exactly, probably around 30. And they The game that you and I were at? The game yeah. that you and I were at, yeah. And they still played it in two and a half hours. So if that's what you want, it can be done. To me, I would have been there. I would have been happy to watch it for four hours. So it didn't make. It doesn't make any difference to me how long the game lasts. Uh, I'm prepared. I'm prepared to watch it until it's over. So, yeah. Uh, and I think you're really taking one of the great things about baseball to people who like it away when you impose the clock. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I don't like the imposition of the clock. I don't like. Uh, the ghost man, but that's going away, the ghost runner. Uh, the yeah, after bases, I guess, are a safety issue, and I keep reading that they're going to increase stolen bases, so we'll see. Uh, the other thing, uh, I forget what you mentioned, but a lot of the changes, no, I, I don't like most of them, no, and especially the clock, and uh, eventually I think umpires are going to go away too. So That'd be I won't like I won't like that. No, you can't get rid of the umpires. That's no, I, that's not going to happen. I don't know when, but I think that's the next thing coming. I do. I think computers are going to take over. That'd be awful. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah, I know. It's another way of ruining baseball. That'd so, be a video game then, basically. You know? Uh, I guess. It'd be more, that I, feel, I would feel like I'm watching a video game. Sometimes it's like that when you watch movies. You ever watch those action movies these days? Uh, the, I sound like an old guy, uh, I guess because I am. Um, they they look like video games often when they're when they're going into these battle sequences and such. There's a they it's a crossover uh, for sure in the way that the, the movies are produced, uh, and I don't, I don't I think it's intentional in a way to to uh, entice a, a younger audience that likes playing likes gaming. You know, I don't give a sh- a, sh- a damn <laughs> a, a darn about gaming. Uh, but a lot of people do, I guess. Do, do, do you notice that? I mean, I, we don't want baseball to become that. No, and I don't think, hopefully, we, uh, we're not incredibly old, but I hope I don't see that in my lifetime, the computers. I don't know. I'm not, I don't mean it'll come this, this year, this decade, but I do think it's coming. Uh, so maybe we won't be around by the time it does, and maybe baseball 
with the way it's going, won't survive that long. But, but uh, I hope it is. I hope it stays around for a long time. But I agree that computers would ruin the game. And uh, the answer to your other question about... Now, I don't watch a lot of action movies, no, but oddly, uh, my sister's kids... I used to watch them play video games, and I don't know if it's the same thing, but they have a sort of quasi-movie feel to them. The little story and the dialogue, so... Uh, right. I always thought that was kind of creepy, actually. Right, right. And, and and sometimes now, like, you know, is this a movie or is it a video game? And I don't think that's good. It's not art, in my view, and it's not very deep, uh, but whatever. And, you know, if you want, if they do, I, we can make an arrangement. If they get rid of umpires and they bring computers in to take their place, I could kill you if you want, if you want to be around for <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know. We'd love to talk about that, but... Uh... Yeah, well, off always, we'll talk. Nothing else. There's, there's always football. So. Yeah, you do like football too, but baseball is your number one. It is. I know. Yeah, and um, I love you, brother. I would never be able to kill you. Um, so uh, let's move on to something a little bit more. Um, I don't know, maybe less fun, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm poor, important nonetheless. Where, where are you at with your, your politics lately? You know, we have uh, these elections coming up in a month or so. Uh, what, what are you thinking about the candidates, the messaging coming from the Republicans and the Democrats and such? Well, I'm not enthused to the vote, really. I'm not excited, but I don't know what's going to happen. Earlier, I thought the Republicans would uh, uh win big i'm not so sure now i think it's been the abortion thing has changed everything uh i have never seen an emptier suit i don't think in my life or and that's saying something to dr oz um i don't get it uh i don't appreciate him i think he's not just because he's not born in pennsylvania or whatever i just he's a man i think devoid of any really originality as far as political thinking goes he's just kind of like uh uh watered-down version of Donald Trump in a way, maybe a little more ethnic. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't have and growing concerns about John Fetterman. So uh, the what things you, I what, hear, well, okay. if it's true what I hear about him, and he was in Scranton recently, and even the Scranton Times described his speech as halting, and he has admitted that he has trouble putting words together sometimes and understanding them. Those are things that concern me. Uh, so I not his... Hope- not his philosophical uh, slant. It's more his health. Yeah. Right now, yes. I don't have a problem with Fetterman's uh, politics necessarily. I don't agree with him on everything. But, uh, no, it's his health right now that I think is the main concern for anybody who's going to vote in this election. Uh, because I think there's a way. I don't trust the Democratic Party in Pennsylvania. I, and I'm not saying this is uh, to cast dispersions on John Fetterman. But if he were to win, and it seems likely, but if he has health problems, uh, then maybe he, they say when he wins the election, he's going to resign his seat because of health issues. And we're going to appoint, if there's a Democratic governor, the next, another senator. And I think that's a backdoor way of getting somebody in there who may not be acceptable. And I don't want some jerk shoved down my throat. So that concerns me, too. And you know who it'll, it'll be someone like Cab, you know, that they'll put in. <laughs> I, you know? I hope not. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, so for people who uh, aren't 
in Pennsylvania or from Pennsylvania, we're talking about, but you probably heard about this election. Uh, it's a national story. The, the Democrat uh, John Fetterman against the Republican Dr. Oz. And, uh, you know, Dr. Oz has been anointed by Trump, and he's not from Pennsylvania. He's from Jersey, uh, though he bought a house in PA. Fetterman is liberal, you know. Oz is, I guess, conservative. I don't know exactly. I think he, he's a chameleon in a way. Um, but the big thing that uh, Bruno Milo is, is talking about is, is John Fetterman had a stroke uh, a day or so before the primary election, and he's still not 100%. And he, he ha does have trouble hearing things and speaking, uh, though I heard the prognosis is he will be 100%. Uh, but, yeah, his speeches have been a little bit sometimes confusing as of late because of the stroke. But, you know, do we discriminate against someone because they're sick? I don't think that's discriminating. I think that's, uh, I think it's kind of false advertising. The president has a checkup every year and tells us about his health. I don't know if that senators do, but I think there's an expectation that you're going in without some kind of condition that may incapacitate you. Uh, and that's the, that's the situation that he faces. So I don't think it's totally sincere to say that uh, I'm going to be okay. And uh, I think, I hope eventually he will be. And I think he's on the road to getting better, but if he's not a hundred percent, no, I, I don't think. And I know now it's too late maybe. To change characters, but I think you can beat this empty suit with, I don't know, I maybe it's too late, but uh, Katie McGinley should be able to handle Dr. Oz in a, in a, in a race like this. Because Who's you're Katie not running against, she's the last person, uh, I wish I didn't mention her name now, but she was somebody the Democrat Party shoved down our throats instead of Joe Seastack, and then she had her arse kicked by Toomey, because she oh. was an empty suit. So, right, right. Um, gotcha. So even though she's an empty suit, she can beat Oz, you're saying? Yeah, I think it would be a race of two empty suits. There would be no suits. The suits would just be there on the stage, empty. But uh, It sounds like what, 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 the, the emperor has no clothes. No, I just think they have no substance, that there's nothing there. She was a shill for the party, that she'd do whatever the party told her to do. And Dr. Oz wouldn't know an original political thought if it slapped him in the head. So, Yeah, well, you know... We don't want the Republicans to, you know, get uh, the majority again in the Senate. So I'm for Fetterman regardless. I don't, you know, and, and I hear you and your concern is legit. But I'd have to say if we could win the Senate, assuming that, you know, and I think Fetterman will be 100 percent by the time he takes office or soon after. But uh, even if not, I'd be happy with him over the Republicans winning the Senate. For, for sure. That's I understand that concern. I understand that. Uh, but I will say, I think that there's a good chance if he's not, they're not going to give him a chance to recuperate as a senator. He's going to be replaced. So uh, that's all I'm saying. And I don't totally trust the Democratic Party in Pennsylvania. So, Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Bruno Milo here on Troubadours and Rock On Tours. He is the first regular contributor of this program. We started this program, well, it was a different name, Free Speak Anselm, years back. And uh, Bruno was was uh, basically my co-conspirator back then. Uh, so, yeah, and we've been friends since we're teenage boys. And that was a long time ago. So yes, many, it's moons. Nice to <laughs> many moons. It's nice to have you on the program. And we're going to talk about... Um, 
something else now. Uh, well, did you want to talk about politics at all? In, in any... Sure, I, you know how I feel about politics. So. Any more? Are you shutting me up about it? Uh, I guess, yeah, it, it, there's a lot to talk about there, but we're, we're getting on, believe it or not, uh, a time shortage. So let me, let me ask you another question. Uh, as a, as a, a white man in, in this, uh, nation of ours, um, I, I presume heterosexual, though I'm not sure. Um, uh, no, that wasn't a joke. I don't know. I never really, you know, got into that with you. Uh, I don't even know what I am. I'm fluid, man. Uh, but uh, where do you stand on, on um, this whole Supreme Court abortion decision? Well, I wish they didn't make the decision, but I disagree with I think, to me, I think you know that I feel abortion is an issue that should be settled by the person. It's their choice. The government has no place in it. That being said, I don't think this decision uh, is the end of the world. Um as Kansas, they just had an election in Kansas the other day where everyone was shocked because people voted to keep abortion legal in Kansas. So, And that can happen other places as well. I think we've become, in a way, a nation recently of people who overreact to everything. Everything they hear is the end of the world or the greatest thing, but usually it's the worst thing. And we pull our hair out or we light our hair on fire, whatever the term is. But to, to me, we've become an ocean, uh, a nation of knee-jerk reactionaries, so... Everything is the the most horrible thing that could happen. So, so you think it's the Supreme Court should have made the decision they did, but it's not that big of a deal. But I mean, a lot of women I know with uh, some of my classes, I have a, a lot of young women and uh, students, and when we bring up this topic, they get livid. They're offended. They're and they're nervous about their rights being taken away from them. So for me and you, old white guys, it's easy for us to say, yeah, it's not a big deal. But I didn't say it wasn't a big deal. I said I disagreed with the opinion, but I said it wasn't the end of the world. And again, I think you said that the women in your class are 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 livid. That's an overreaction. Um, but why? Been told, well, for one thing, they're being lied to. They're being told that this is a constitutionally protected right. That's a lie. It was never protected by the Constitution. It was never well, an it, amendment. And it would, if it were, it would be a lot harder to get rid of. So that's true. about like lie. I hear it all the time, and it's starting to make me mad. So, Why does that make you mad? Because it's a lie. And what, what's wrong with it being a lie? I hear you. What do you mean you're, what's you're, wrong with it being a lie? It's well, a lie. No, no, I, I, I agree it's wrong to lie, but I just want to get. I, I want to give you an opportunity to explain why. The, the fact because that you're giving somebody a false impression of what the truth is. It was never protected by the Constitution. You're not having a right taken away from you necessarily. It was a law, but it was a contested one. Laws can be contested. And states are going to make up their own minds. And to presume that everyone's going to be denied their right to an abortion is ridiculous. There are states that automatically are going to let you to have abortions. And there are other remedies as there are to COVID, which has also been a horrible overreaction, uh, to to the abortion thing. As far as I know, the day after pill has not been outlawed. I don't know exactly how effective it is, but if the women in your class are livid, they're they're being lied to. That's all I can say. In my opinion, that's for sure. Every day, anytime I hear it's been a constitutionally protected right, is an outright lie. I hear it on the radio on NPR, and it makes me angry because Are they you know sure? better. But 
I mean, am I sure it's not a constitutional right? Yes. Well, I know it's not in the Constitution, but if the Supreme Court at some point. No, it was a uh, law. It was a contested right. law. Because of a constitution, they found no, something in the constitution. with the constitution. Well, that's what they use the constitution. That's what the Supreme Court is all about. The Supreme Court is called upon to uh, decide matters that have constitutional significance. Of laws. So, it's a, a, the Supreme Court so, is about deciding the, the legitimacy of laws. Right. Now, so they, they, what they said. Necessarily. They, what they're saying is there's, an, there's something in the constitution, and I, I'm not a scholar in this regard, or probably in any regard, uh, that there's something that is uh, uh, protected with regard to your choice uh, in, in the, by the Constitution. There's, there's something in the Constitution that protects the right for a woman to choose whether or not she's going to have an abortion, or gonna, and, and, and if she does choose one, to have an abortion. It, it is connected to the Constitution, so it might be a stretch, but I don't think it's an outright lie. It's a lie. I, there's there's no in the Constitution about privacy. That's one of the things that the contention is that the Constitution protects your privacy to have an abortion, and it's about privacy. Nothing in right. the Constitution about privacy. Well, so, they're, they're connecting it. They're saying well, because of privacy. Inference. No, you're inferring something. But, the, uh, they but they're say saying nothing because, about privacy. The Constitution is is definitely interpreted, and and laws and rights. By the Whether Supreme it's in, Court. That's a misinterpretation, too. Whether it's interpreted that way by the Supreme Court does not make it constitutionally protected. That is well, a lie. It does until it's overturned. No, it's, you know? no. No, it has to be part of the Constitution to be constitutionally protected. Well, everything's not listed. That, yes, everything's it is. not listed. That's constitutionally in the protected. Yes, it is. No, all, all of our rights, all of our rights uh, that we have aren't specifically listed in the Constitution. We we uh, point to certain, but they're not all uh, right. They're laws. They're laws of, that have been written right. by Congress. They're, they're over. They overlap. Mean, well, I don't know. Uh, maybe they do, but that doesn't mean they're constitutionally protected. Well, we'll have to re. We have to revisit this because I think there's some gray area that uh, we we have to uh, uh, make well, a little to clear. Uh, to me, I, I, there is. Uh, I mean, you make some good points. It, when you when there is a law, there's always the chance that it could be overturned, again, based on constitutional principles. And that's what happened here. Yeah, but that uh, has you know, to do that, with the way Congress runs uh, the constitutional pr provisions in the way we decide laws. That doesn't really have anything to do with uh, adding amendments and stuff. But, I mean, that doesn't really have anything to do with whether uh, abortion is constitutionally protected. And there are, there are ways that it could be constitutionally uh, protected. One way is to actually put in a, an amendment in the Constitution. Another way is interpreting that right to be connected in some way to what the Constitution says. And that's what Roe v. Wade did, as you said yourself, with privacy. And now uh, this present-day uh, Supreme Court is saying that that was a, a, an incorrect interpretation. That right does not exist. And there are other uh, rights and considerations that... We need to take. Uh, we we, it, it, we need to think about, and thus we're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. But it's all about rights. It's all about the Constitution. It's all it all everything boils down to that. You know, ultimately in our country, when you're talking about our legal system, though we well, need to stop there. It's twenty. We're like twenty five, okay. almost twenty six in. I'm going to get the last word on that one because it's my show. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we, I'm not saying we'll never talk about it again. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll talk about it anytime you want to. I know you will, and it's, it's great talking to you about this stuff. 
uh, I I don't want to end there though. Let's let's uh, let's end on. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't mean it's on. Maybe I'm contentious. There's no doubt about that. No, so you're, good. you're good. You're good. You're you're you don't need to apologize. You're good. I, what I want to ask you, we probably won't talk again until next year. So, what are you <laughs> hoping? Maybe not. We might talk before the end of this year. You never again. know. You never know. But let's assume we're not going to talk again until until 2023. What uh, What are you hoping um, uh, to to do before this year is over? That's such a hard question to answer. I, I don't know. I don't, you know, that I don't plan like that. Uh, I don't know. I like to stay alive is number one. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess I'll admit that I'm unemployed right now. So I'd like to have a job by then or the end of the year. So if anybody's looking to uh, a contentious loud mouth, I'm your man. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good place to, to leave it for until next time, Bruno Milo. And um, maybe also before the end of the year, you, you, you want to have a nice warm embrace with Cab. Well, who's to say we don't do that all the time now? But uh, you never know. Uh, that's possible. I hope to see you before the end of the year and uh, Cab and his lovely wife and some other folks too before the end of the year expires. So. Let's let's make it happen. Let's have a nice. Uh, I hope so. I like to see. It. I like that. Me too. Well, thank you for taking time out of your schedule. I'll let you get back to the Phillies game. Bruno Milo, ladies and gentlemen, regular contributor here on Troubadours and Rock on Tours, and a good friend. Take care, brother. Thanks. A pleasure as usual, EW. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.
And now, some actual facts and figures, as compiled and shared in Harper's Magazine. It's September 2022 issue. The Harper's Index. Actual facts and figures. Portion of journalists who say that journalism is bad for their emotional well-being. One-third who describe the industry in negative terms, three-quarters, percentage by which journalists are more likely than the general public to think misinformation is a big problem, 21%. Percentage of journalists who believe they should not let personal views affect their work, 82%. Factor by which Americans over 65 are more likely than those under 30 to worry about the future of democracy. A factor of two. Percentage by which men are more likely than women not to care about the January 6th investigation. 19%. Percentage by which women are more likely than men to develop long covid 22%. Percentage by which Americans drink alcohol less often than the average person worldwide, 18%. By which Americans get drunk more often, 58%. Minimum percentage of North American psychologists who have a lifetime history of mental health difficulties, 80%. Portion of Americans who live within an hour's drive of all or most of their extended family, three-tenths, who do not live within an hour's drive of any extended family members, one-fifth. Minimum amount of wealth created by the housing market during the pandemic, six trillion dollars. Portion of American homebuyers who report having cried at least once while purchasing a home, one half, who say the process was as stressful as a root canal, one fifth, who say it was as stressful as becoming a parent, one fourth. Percentage by which Republicans are more likely than Democrats to use condoms, 14% by which Democrats are more likely than Republicans to have an IUD, 400%. Portion of sexually active American men who would consider using hormonal contraception, one-third. Percentage of Republicans younger than 50 who think feminism has done more harm than good, 57%. Of Democrats younger than 50 who think so, 36%. Percentage of Democrat voting college students who would not go on a date with a Trump voter, 71%. Of Trump voting college students who would not go on a date with a Democrat, 31%. How do you like them apples?
good times for a change See the luck I've had can make a good man turn bad So please, please, please Let me, let me, let me Let me get what I want this time Haven't had a dream in a long time See the life I've had can make a good man bad So for once in my life let me get what I want Lord knows it would be the first time Lord knows it would be the first time Olive Groves Cracks in the asphalt grow grass and weeds. The changes in country and culture sap energy and spread disease. Love lost swarthy as lives still. Spanish wine and Greco-Calabrian olive groves dried in Ionian sea, salt, water, breeze. I wish I were on a Vespa with Francesco from San Cataldo with a few Campari fueling our safari toward Pietro Paolo, portside, tables on a marble granite patio in the sun. But you can trust me I can understand just how you feel I am over 25, but trust me I've shared with you, kids, the same ideas I once chased the same dreams you're pursuing just like you, I heard the flower song I did everything that you are doing So I won't put you down and say you're wrong I know that there were times as I grew older 
times I'd cop out when put to the test. Times I was afraid the world might bust me. Times when I settled forward second best. But in my own way, I tried to keep the torch alive because I always felt that you, who are under 25, would pick up where I faltered and go on a step or two. And when someone calls your brother, maybe this time it will be true. Episode 490 of Troubadours and Tours, with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible. First and foremost, Bruno Milo, Harper's Magazine, and these musical artists, Thelonious Monk, Santana, Childish Gambino and Brittany Howard, Squid, The Smiths, Sammy Davis Jr., Branford Marsalis, and Terrence Blanchard too. And of course, I would like to thank you for listening. Until next time, let's give it a go and do our best with this time. Happy autumn. Take care.